This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today. Welcome to Noon 21 on Tuesday. I'm here with two super special guests today. Um, Everyone in the food world of San Diego knows the first one, Jack Ford. Welcome today. Hi there. And you've brought a little baby friend today, um, known as Olive, but on this special occasion has been renamed Venny for Venissimo. Thank you, Jack, and welcome. How are you? I'm great, thanks. (laughs) This is so good. It's so good to see you, and it's so neat to have this little little gal with us today. One of our ambassadors here. Ambassador, tell me about her. She is a 12-week-old Sonnen doe. She's a little girl goat, um, and she's going to grow up and uh, make beautiful milk, and which will turn into cheeses and uh, share with people and help educate uh, our beautiful San Diego County. All about all about it. How long before she will start making milk that you will use for that? How long does it take with a goat? It'll be probably about 15, 18 months yeah. before okay. she'll have to have a baby. And then mm-hmm. the, they'll get the milk first. And then uh, once they're done with it, then we get it and we turn it into great cheeses. And great cheeses. And in the meantime, she gets to, like you said, uh, tour around the we're around the city yeah, the, meet everyone uh, we were just talking about how uh, a lot of the uh, goats on our farm have been uh, kind of going to A-list parties for about the last five years they've been making <laughs> making better the invi- rounds yeah. better invites than us <laughs> yeah exactly for, whether yeah. it's uh, you know from La Jolla to uh, South Park downtown all over so yeah. um, a lot of the uh, chefs have gotten friendly with them as well with, with their oh that's just really super Let's start, though, Jack, with you, because I've known you for a few years now um, in passing because you are just such a name in San Diego, San Diego farm community, San Diego cheese community. Tell Where did this all begin? Tell us about who is Jack Ford. I'm still kind of wondering that myself. <laughs> the, uh, but with the farming, is uh, it's a second uh, career for me. Okay. And uh, we had some uh, life-changing events in our family, mm-hmm. and it started with my dad. Yeah. And kind of everything that was um, old was new again for us, and um, he had a, a medical event. And um, so we just started raising food for ourselves and our okay. family and our neighbor, and it, and it just kind of – Grew and grew from yeah. there, and that's um, where this came about. And uh, it's uh, I grew up on kind of what you call a gentleman's farm, mm-hmm. and uh, it just kind of we took it to the next level. And we um, we've always enjoyed food and um, travel and history and culture, and it kind of all came together yeah. um, for us in this instance. In so. the instance, when you started um, with food, did you start just like with plants? Like, were you growing? Um, we, fruits and vegetables, we say, or did you always do with animals? Oh, animals were always mm-hmm. a part oh. of it. Um, mm-hmm. Chickens, goats, pigs, um, you know, the smaller yeah. ruminants um, from there. So And went from there. Yeah. And uh, your, you, you brought today beautiful spread of cheeses. Did the cheese come after because you had all the milk? Is it just kind of the natural progression when you are on a farm? (laughs) You know, from raising livestock and poultry and harvesting animals, it kind of became this cleanse. Uh, You you didn't really know what was happening until afterwards. You you look at it and you think. um, And it's kind of um, what I've also learned is that um, goats and uh, cheese is a great portal to 
open up conversations with people mm-hmm. about what food should be yeah. and um, how we should be eating um, without being preachy. It's a really natural – everybody wants to sit here and hold um, Vinny or taste yeah. some beautiful cheeses or learn about them. And uh, so we're trying to be inspiring. Um, and sure. these are two great ways to do it. Yeah. I love that term that you're not trying to preach, but you want to be the ambassador. You want to um, promote. It, we you want, to, we want to try and yeah. get people as, as, um, to think about getting as close to the source as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, we preach local. What we do preach is local, local, local. Yeah. And we want people to look for relationships and not labels. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important to have those relationships because you need those patterns. Farmers need those patterns. Um, and not just yeah. a, a, it's not a whimsy and that food is not a product or a thing, but it's a direct relationship with mother nature. Yeah. And I think that's what you advocate the most and which is so interesting to see and learn is you, you, you see where the milk comes from that goes in to make something like this that then gets to a, a shelf like Venizimo's and then into your kitchen. Exactly. Um, versus just something that you just pulled off the shelf, who knows where that came from and how it was put together. Yeah, it's all yeah. part of a biodynamic. Mm-hmm. It's, um, we're, we're, you know, we're trying to re- – everyone's trying to do a great job about yeah. reducing their footprints. Mm-hmm. And we try and do that same um, on the farm where we create a mosaic, you no know, monoculture yeah. um, with that. And these are all – everybody kind of has a job. Sure, sure. Uh, they are contribution, exactly. right, to the community. How long was this? I think this is so interesting. You're living a dream that I think so many people have to leave. Maybe it's a corporate job, or maybe it's a because that that lifestyle. And you're living something that's very romantic and Renaissance. Tell us the good and the bad about what you well, do. It, it, it can be on, <laughs> anything can be romantic on Facebook or yeah. Instagram. The um, and you know if you uh, if you uh, love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. But the um, I will tell you though. The, I think the thing that um, Mother Nature can be really tough. She's a tough teacher, a tough mm-hmm. editor, and you never know um, what you know she has around the corner for you, um, or we'd probably never walk around the corner. But uh, yeah. to get to still learn every day mm-hmm. and be a part, um, and you know, kind of growing up, we were always taught, you know, uh, God gave us two ears and uh, one mouth. He wants us to listen more than talk. talk. And you <laughs> know, just by one. watching animals and behaving naturally without any intervention and stuff, we learn so much about our ourselves or it really mm-hmm. kind of gives us um, you know a different perspective on our, our yeah. lives these are not things that you can there's an app for you can download yeah it's a real live you have to be on the ground experience and learning is that how you did it I mean you didn't know everything about I, any I, of this yeah, when I, you I started ate a, I you... ate a lot of cheese yeah. <laughs> um, which d- does not make you an expert about making cheese no uh, but it's really I started to kind of think about it and you know they've been making cheese for a long time long before they understood yeah. they thought the world was flat and you know, uh, all sorts of, uh, sure. you know, basic things like kind of a Game of Thrones. <laughs> they, you know, there was cheese there. But um, it was just – so I just started with the very basics. Um, and you just make a lot and you learn yeah, a lot from that. You and, know. you know, cheese is uh, – basically it's a, uh, a fight between good and evil. And um, when the uh, good bacteria wins, which is – you know, 99.9% of the time, uh, you get cheese. Um, If it doesn't, then you've made a mess and that, you know, goes down the drain and you start again. uh, So, but it's like, it's one thing I think is important with um, teaching people and getting them connected with food Mm -hmm. is to kind of demystify like what all of these things are. Um, And it's, you know, we we really love uh, talking about um, the French paradox or, you know, the uh, lactic acid. Um, 
a diet where you have a healthy gut mm-hmm. and you can eat these good fatty things, but it's in moderation and mm-hmm. it's actually good. You know, uh, cheese is just uh, milk for grownups. Yeah. Um, it, and it becomes like so many things that you ferment, it becomes value added, actually becomes better for you. Mm-hmm. It's like taking um, what Mother Nature gave you out there and blowing it up and making a big photocopy of it. Yeah. Um, and that's much healthier for you. Yeah, isn't that so so good? Yeah. Milk's leap to immortality. Exactly. Right? <laughs> is exactly. no no truer words were said. Right. Because right. on the farm, as we were talking kind of earlier, um, milk goes bad quick. Very quick. Not everybody has refrigeration, the capabilities we do. And even with that, it goes bad quick. Yeah. So what it, do you do with it? It's the perfect catalyst yeah. for all sorts of things. Dreamy. It, and so yeah, it has to get chilled down yeah. very quickly um, to, to negate that. So Yeah. Um, and it's uh, so it's been learned. And this is, you know, our, our milk program, and we work a lot uh, with Very Good Food Foundation, mm-hmm. is all, you know, set up for making cheese, yogurt, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and we've um, been doing this project uh, for about four years now and on an education uh, level we share this milk with um, like Queso Diego who's a Mm -hmm. local cheese making club and as uh, Kurt always says you know they've gone from a cheese eating club now to a cheese making club yes which is super cool what's really I think the thing that is so great is where we've done this now and you know milk is shared for them with an education and then they make these beautiful cheeses and then we share them at fundraising and charity events as part of yeah. the experience of people going to these events and raising money. And it's that whole pay it forward yeah. um, system. And it's really, uh, it's it's unique. I don't think there's anything else like it going around in the country right now. And yeah, it's, I haven't uh, heard it. It's really great and that you're so close and that it's possible here. Yeah. Now we're going to get that question, I think. Uh, a lot of people are going to ask, so where can I get this milk? Why can't I get this milk? Tell us about that. Well, it's, you know, you kind of, like as we said, get as close to the source as possible. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of people. Uh, people in San Diego and different avenues. Um, it's not a retail thing, and there's a yeah. lot of bureaucracy and restrictions. So on, someone on can't their... go and get this beautiful goat milk from you. No, there's no... There's, no. Th- this is an education mm-hmm. purpose uh, yeah. for this. But you can become a part of um, different uh, clubs, and mm-hmm. which there's uh, shared through these organizations, volunteer with different organizations that we work with, um, whether it be uh, a Slow Food, Very Good Food Foundation, Queso Diego. There's a lot of great outlets for that. Um, And, you know, we, we, as you know, just like Liberty Station, where we do the whole experience, we bring the animals down there. We want people to see. And it's not, we don't expect everyone to go home and, you know, become a great cheesemaker, but we want you to be thoughtful when you pick up, you know, a piece of cheese in this you know, there's a lot that went in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, an interesting fact, it takes about, um, you know, uh, when you think about the transfers of energy, mm-hmm. um, a goat to produce one gallon of milk. And when she's full grown, she'll probably produce about close to two gallons of milk a day. A day. Okay. Um, or about uh, 16 um, plus pounds. She will have to pump 500 gallons of blood through her udder. That's just crazy. to make one gallon of milk. That's crazy. So, That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you think of how efficient she is, though, too, with amount the amount of water and you know high quality forage she'll intake to do that. She's, yeah, you know she's she is a pretty green machine. That's so interesting. The um, yeah. so it's a, so those little t- I think when people learn these little facts and yeah. stuff, they, it, it starts to engage them. And people are doing such a great job with recycling and other green products. Mm-hmm. And it's like let's try and stay as far away from 
things wrapped in cardboard and polypropylene. Exactly. And just Weird eat, ingredients on the label. Yeah, re, you know, let's eat yeah. real food. Right. I totally agree with that. Um, back to that milk, because that's fascinating with the blood pumping. Mm-hmm. But the two, you talk about her doing two gallons of milk, say, a day. Right. How much cheese would that make? Like how much of a fresh chev that everyone's familiar with from the goats would those two gallons She's make? Probably close to about two and a half pounds. Okay. But then that's we take what that whey that's left yeah. out of there, and it's being used to feed chickens and pigs. That's so super, too. Yeah. Because you do it all. Turkeys, I know. Everything. This is all this kind of, That's what a farm is. It's a, a, that balance between them all, right? And, and it's it's a really yeah. uh, interesting – and it constantly changes because you're, mm-hmm. you're learning and you're fine-tuning as you go. As, as you well. go. Yeah. So we've got goats today, but I understand you also have sheep and cow or yeah. you work with them? We have sheep, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's the only um, really kind of uh, herd of sheep. And it's we share it between a few of us, um, and our you know exponentially the uh, numbers grow. Yeah. We have these guys, uh, so um, it's I think the only like real herd south of like the Central Coast. That is awesome. And is there a place a person could come and see those, or really just yeah. watch for we're, where you they might go? And we're working on setting mm-hmm. it up um, at Staley Farms right now, okay. where we'll actually have like farm days where people ah. can come out and meet. And we want to get people more hands on, not just like here's the milk, here's the cheese, but kind of learning. Of um, the whole process. Yeah, it would be so neat to see it from point A, the milking of the animal, to point D, Z, <laughs> this finished product right. like you have today. So, and yeah. you know, we've done uh, so with the uh, with the leftover way. We have a mm-hmm. a, a pig program, and um, right now, uh, uh, Joe from Cucina Urbana mm-hmm. has made some beautiful charcuterie, mm-hmm. and then they share that too forward. At different events. Is, which is kind of ancient tradition. That go, that harkens back to the Italians who have done that forever with their Parmigiano and prosciutto, right? right, hand in hand. And what Jack's talking about is taking the byproduct, the the leftover, the waste of cheese making, and turning it into food for another creature that becomes food. It's just it's, 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 it is that circle cycle that, of life. Exactly. It's um, yeah. it's it's so important. And they and it also goes back to where food is always community. And if you're going to grow something or yeah. raise something or make something, you're going to mm-hmm. share it. Share it. Exactly. And and that's important. And that's kind of um uh, it helps as a cultural restoration, mm-hmm. I think, for us where we get so busy and we always want things just a thumb click away. Yes, and bring it to my door. Ex- exactly. And uh, mm-hmm. we need more hands on. You know, it, it's good to get a little dirt under yeah. your fingernails here and there. Yeah. Um, and, and have those experiences. Experiences. I think that would be great. Like. I know that I'm sure you do a lot with kids who could have a day on the farm or something like that. Is there any sorts of adult camp, like a day on the farm? Uh, we don't, or there we anything don't have like anything that? like that. But, you know, Barry, we're always, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're really geared up and we're um, trying to do more and more. And we are getting a, a, a really talented group of individuals. So, you know, we would like to do kind of like maybe a farm camp yeah. uh, for adults or something. It would be or for, really interesting. Yeah. We, we always have to be – it's a fine line because – of you know, there's really strict labor laws mm-hmm. in regards to farming and who can do what, okay. and um, so we always have to be very attentive uh, to those things, so not yeah. to get in trouble. But um, it, we'll work it out. Yeah, work it out. That would be really, really interesting. I think. Um, super. Tell us a little bit more about Very Good Foundation, Very Good Food Foundation, because you work with them. I know we've done a couple events, and it's right. it's, it's real interesting. And I they're know a more. unique organization. The founder Michelle Arax started it. I think uh, I, officially, I think it's a little over two years old, but it it came from Very Good uh-huh. Night, 
Um, and Very Good Food Foundation does everything from scholarshipping young farmers. Okay. Um, last year, uh, they gave out $4,000, and even um, in those scholarships that they gave to the kids, um, they gave money for those kids to mentor other kids. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and that was done in association with uh, the San Diego Food and Wine by the Bay um, Festival. Uh, they're helping with school gardens. Yeah. Um, we uh, help out different chef culinary mm-hmm. uh, culinary students. Okay. We have a program going right now um, for this uh the last two semesters at Mesa College, where we actually helped put them in a garden at their new uh, teaching. Oh, nice. And then we yeah. also, every month, we bring in a chef and a sure. farmer or a fisherman. Yeah. So, oh, nice. Um, that's been, the next month, we're doing uh, Brad from Trust, and he's doing a lamb. The, How, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, we're, we're constantly, like, as, we're, as a young um, organization, mm-hmm. we're, we're just getting more and more programs. Yeah. Going. Together, this is good. So and so here with those, we're going to do a cheese making here at Specialty. Yes. This is April twenty second, right? I we're going to do a series throughout mm-hmm. the um, uh, throughout the summer, and then we'll have um, added classes. So what? So the first one on April twenty second, we'll have an introductory to cheese making, and then the second class that day will be a bread making, which you can if you're you can watching us Facebook Live, um, you can see these beautiful yeah. uh, breads that Christina Ng made. Um, Again, this is the real deal. Right. Yeah, the, <laughs> this, is, this is what bread should look like. It is. I wouldn't do right. it justice to describe it, but yeah. I, I will tell you that um, Christina sources the grains um, from the locally from California, as local as grains can be. We don't have the the water or the rainfall right, here to do that. Um, and so she's actually buying whole grains. Uh, Very good food foundation uh, bought a stone mill um, a couple years ago, That's so super. she's actually buying the whole grains, milling it. And making this bread. And it's again, it's another pay it forward. Uh, check uh, the Very Good Food website. We're going to add a grain pop up dinner oh, with whisk and ladle katana, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. next month when Ben Schofield comes back. And it's again, we're, you know, these are great ways to educate people that flour is not bad. Our grains aren't yes, bad. It's just the right whole. kind of one. And these are all naturally fermented um, as well. So, yeah. It's good stuff. Oh, that is good stuff. Well, we got to taste some of this good stuff. And look at her. Look at her eat. I drink. She, I she's say. like. She's, She's belly up to the bar. She is belly up to the bar. Wait, now how much would she drink, or how much does she drink in a given day? Right now, she's she's drinking about forty ounces a day, and she's also, you know, uh, on she's eating a high quality forage as well. Uh, But if we let her, she would just just keep going and going and going. She would keep going. She is. What about that whole thing about just just because we're talking about goats eating, um, where some cities are using the goats to. Clear land yeah. and kind of stuff, and that's you, a different type another of thing. Those okay. aren't dairy goats, okay? Because you, uh, you know, th- her milk profile is going to relate to when she grows up directly mm-hmm. as to what she eats. Of course. Um, so if they're eating scrub brush and all sorts of different things like that, you're going to kind of going do to this. affect it. Yeah, and the, and you, sh- uh, in order to create all of this milk, they need a different um, diet than say those are the boar goats who are. Um, Boar goats. Yeah, and they they are a meat goat, and they're huh. um, mm-hmm. they are they are a different efficiency. Like these are uh, alpine goats, mm-hmm. Sonnen. Sonnen. and so mm-hmm. the boar goats originated in South Africa, huh. and um, they're a little more scrappy. And okay, and these are the ones that will eat everything, anything, clear the land, yeah. that kind of thing. Right. Huh. The boar goat. Yep, I learn something every day. Yeah. So we got to talk because I'm I'm dying to try some of these cheeses, Get, Jack. Dig in there. Because and. You brought up the point of what they eat is going to affect the milk. We, uh, in the spring, get this cheese from France called Rove de Garrigue. And the goats literally just graze, I think, almost exclusively on rosemary bushes. Right. And no lie, this is just a fresh ball of chev that comes to us. It hasn't been 
tampered with or anything else, it's like you're eating rosemary milk. Right. Because that's what the animals have eaten, and it's pure rosemary, and that's just Very crazy. Herbaceous but and, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. So the the cheeses that we have today, what have they been eating? Mostly milk? They also eat rosemary. What other things are that do they typically they eat? They eat a lot of different herbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. BY's uh, Ranch gives us a lot of uh, different herbs and greens. Yeah. That's part of there. Okay. Um, and they it, are the forage they eat changes throughout the year. Sure. So right now, um, because of the babies, et cetera, we have them on an alfalfa. And okay. then as the summer goes through, we'll go to like a five-way of field hay that's a nice blend. Yeah. Um, which will change the milk to kind of a more grassier thing. Um, this year, because we didn't get the rainfall we had, we don't have as much like wild fennel, celery, and the sunflower yeah. that um, becomes a part of their diet. Um, we So that's being supplemented, like the black sunflower, sure. which will boost their fat okay. uh, and the milk on there. And you can, you'll can you taste it when you taste the cheese. And can you taste that difference like I, I seasonally, think, do you think, in the milk and, and yeah. what the batches taste like? We're going to start with – I'm going to point – where did my knife go? So okay, we, the freshest one, the, sh- the fresh. The chef, yeah. Yeah. So that was actually made by a very good food volunteer, Sadie mm-hmm. Steinke, and it's in some of Temecula Valley, uh, Temecula Olive Oil's um, beautiful lemon We're olive lucky oil. to have them here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's an amazing farmer and artisan. So uh, that's... Um, and when was this made, Jack? Yesterday. This is made yesterday. Oh, my gosh. It is so soft. And in that olive oil. May I? Yeah, please. Do you want some? I'm, I'm good. You're good. My You're eating cheese all day and your hands, hands are full. full. Okay. Don't mind me while I do. Tell us about the making of this fresh chev because this is is this what, what will be demonstrated yeah. on the 22nd? So we're going to start off with mesophilic uh, cheeses, which is the culture within the cheese. And uh, cheese making is really divided up between two types of cultures, mesophilic and thermophilic. And it's really about temperature. So the mesophilic are the lower temperature and they're the soft. They're not the pressed cheeses, are the, are the bloomy cheeses. Um, and it goes all the way from the fresh, soft, and even like uh, the blue cheese styles are also um, like a gorgonzola is made with a mesophilic as well. You can mix some of that culture in there, but um, it's a it's a softer type of cheese um, on there. So basically, what um, we do is the the milk is um, uh, vat pasteurized, so we bring it mm-hmm. up to a one forty two, and then quickly bring it back down to the temperature. And I think she probably did that at about eighty six degrees. Mm-hmm. She added the culture. Um, she let the milk um, sit in that kind of bouquet kind of goes, and then about thirty minutes to an hour later, added the rennet, which okay. is the enzyme that uh, creates the curd. Mm-hmm. And uh, let that curd set for 18 to 24 hours. We set it okay. a little bit longer. Um, and uh, it kind of um, gives us a thicker, creamier. It's uh, really uh, creamy. Yeah. It's not as crumbly. It's very creamy. Right. And uh, that's, again, how much whey you're going to mm-hmm. drain out of it. And you can do less or more in there. Um, and it's lightly salted. And that's really the only, it's just, uh, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. It's easy. So a, about a two-day process. To make something like this. And how long will those keep in the oil like that? Well, um, covered in the oil, mm-hmm. um, it can be indefinite. Because as you know, like tra- mm-hmm. in Europe, and especially like in small villages, they, there's such yes. a sense of pride of their olive oil. And with any fat, yeah. just with any fat, um, you know, it doesn't just have to be olive oil, is how they've been, um, you know, saving um, preserving food yeah, forever exactly. and ever Completely and ever. natural way. Right. So no. and the longer it yeah. sits in the oil, the more it'll draw um, that oil to the center, yeah. and it'll just become like butter. One of our, we don't have any today, but um, fe- we do feta. So it'll stay in the, we'll make the feta, 
It'll stay in the brine for three weeks to nice. a month. Yeah. We take it out and we'll put it in the olive oil. Mm. And it just becomes this creamy, like, delightful s- thing. It's crazy. Do you do goat and sheep fetas? Yes. A blend? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, 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 super nice. Are, are we, oh, hello, you're well, talked. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really blend the milks. Um, so it's a, so we'll do a sheep feta or okay. goat feta. It just depends yep. on the availability. Um, of that, that you know, sure. the sheep make a lot less milk, but it's a lot richer mm-hmm. um, milk. Just the values um, by the solids and the fat on it on sheep's milk is about twenty three percent, where uh, goat milk is about thirteen and cow is about eight. The fat in sheep's milk is about thirteen percent, plus or minus depending on their diet. Um, so that's you know more than double of yeah. goat and almost uh, triple um, quadruple of cow. cow. Yeah, yeah, that's something interesting to know. And I guess that's um, if you're ever at a store, you notice like pecorinos or manchegos, they get very oily um, because the milk is so and, much richer in fats. And when right? we you make the sheep cheese, you'll you'll see that oil in it in the see even the oil. The way. We have a sheep today, right? A sheep. Well, we have, sheep we have yogurt, a sheep right? cheese that's just starting its bloom over uh-huh. there. That Which, uh, that herby. Oh, the one in front. Yeah, the one in front is. This, uh, and it's uh, it's still blooming. Um, it'll be very fresh. But uh, in about two, three weeks when it would be finished, it would have this just beautiful kind of gelatinous interior with this, you know, center. And the, and so that having the geotechrum and the mm-hmm. um, penicillium candidum, it pulls all of that bouquet into the cheese just like the salt to the center. Oh, that's crazy. So is this going to get bloomy like the ones that Correct. we see up front? And so you, pro- mm-hmm. you would almost – almost the whole herb herbiness would disappear by sight but yeah. it would be in the rind. And just buried underneath there. But it, just taking all of those yeah. flavors in through there. And kind of sucking it in. Yeah. So we have a mixture of different herbs, uh, yeah. pink peppercorns, juniper. Which are so prevalent, the peppercorns around here. You see the yeah. peppercorn trees, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and so that's what we did with the goat cheese there <gasps> is we've taken um, – we've actually taken the leaves of the pepper tree um, and it's right in – into it grows into the rind. Um, oh, I don't want to mess it up. And that, I hope you cut into it and taste it. Oh, um, it's too beautiful to touch. But I'm say, <laughs> um, but this is a really fun thing. Um, I, two years ago, the um, French Master uh, Chef Congress mm-hmm. um, was here in San Diego, and um, Patrick hosted them. And oh, nice! We made these uh, cheeses, and the president of the Congress, um, Christian. Was like he was really surprised that he was like, how did you uh, learn to make French cheeses? And you know, I just yeah. said that it was an inspiration, just like how um, not using the sense of terroir, like farmed, you know, not just throwing it out there as a as a blanket, but it's really about the area, the socioeconomic, the mm-hmm. need, and all those things. Um, and so we had this cheese, and then we had um, the Rhine cheeses, but we'd mm. actually put them in uh, Tom Curry's um, the Temecula olive oil yeah. and his blood orange. Oh. Now that's I think that's an underrated and unknown fact that the blood the, those citrus with the cheeses is fabulous. Yeah, so right? it was yeah. and so we had, that, we had that little bit of pepperness and mm-hmm. that bouquet in there oh, and the rind and it was really just and um he uh, he it, he smiled. You know, it's a good thing he had ears, or his head would have flipped off. Um, so big, and he said he banged his fist on the table, and he said, "Best food experience outside of France." <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. He's got to got to stick with yeah, his so home we'll, team. So I'll take that any day. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really yeah. good. Yeah. Tell us then about the little discs. We've got the heart shaped, and then the little round. We have some. Um, they're kind of like a croat in the little round mm-hmm. ones there in the front. Okay. Um, and they're a little bloomy one. And those were actually going to for Easter. We um, I just saw this on. 
on the uh, California Art- Artis- Artisan Cheese Guild where they actually had put some uh, sugar on top of it and Ooh. did like oh, a, and the brulee. Yeah, and so That's we're going to really take tasty. this. We're going to take Tom's pomegranate vinegar that he makes and make a glaze with it and do oh. those on top of it and uh, we'll uh, I'll let you know if it turns out okay. And that's a good thing of terroir because pomegranates are exactly. indigenous here. And that's what yeah. we're trying that's right? another thing just in these little things like teaching people that you don't need 20 ingredients or you don't need these things like yeah. a few fresh things makes all the difference. Right, because how many ingredients then would you call in any of these cheeses really aside from the oil like just the cheese itself? It's milk and, and the culture and the enzyme. That's it. That's it. And a little bit of salt. Yeah. Cause, that's crazy. You know, and that's how you preserve a, you know, anything is, mm-hmm. is salt, moisture, and time. Sure. Um, on there, whether you're curing meat or yeah. cheese or something. And that's and, you know, that's another thing of teaching people, like, it's not, you know, don't be scared to do. When you have these high yeah. lactic acid, you won't get these other bad uh, toxins in there. Okay. Because they can't live within them. Right. And they, and they eat the um, – and the lactic acid is eating um, – the different um, uh, bacteria and sugars that uh, they would need to survive. Is this just great? It's that's nature exactly. <laughs> again. Nature at its finest. Tell us the little cretan. How long has this been? That one is still young, sitting around. Yeah, um, that's only about uh, nine days old. Nine so days. It, it'll get it'll get a really ripe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, runniness to it on the inside of it. Yeah, it's really just soft. It's pillowy. I would say it's Wait just like you a little ta- pillow. Okay. The, when you pop it in your mouth, the taste is gonna. That's pure. That's so pure. A uh, purist would say this is awesome, right? Yeah. You're just tasting the milk. I like the texture of the rind. There's that textural difference. It's still like from the interior, soft mm-hmm. and very soft. And again, still. when you're doing this, these aren't being made to ship, or this is really just being made yeah. to like share. Uh, with your family, friends, or whatever, it's a completely different than yeah. something that would have to be for a commercial aspect of it. Exactly, but I tell you, that tastes every bit as good as the ones we have in France. You yeah. know, we've had in France, and that we bring from France. Yeah. Oh, you guys have them. amazing cheeses. I mean, if you're not going to make ends. your cheese, I, I'm going go yeah. to Venezia <laughs> and then buy, buy some cheese yeah. and oh. learn something about cheese when I go there myself. Yeah, it's kind of fun, right? Yeah. Just all the differences. It's. I have. I oh. have no idea how you guys collect all of these different cheeses from artisans. And, oh my god, we've had yeah. two thousand Jack in uh, history. Fourteen, oh. two thousand different cheeses. If if you can believe there can be so many variations on something that has so few ingredients, right? right? It, but it's like wine. You have all yeah. these variations based on age, culture, oak, culture where it comes from, yeah, et stainless oak, this that, yeah. yeah. Same with cheese; they are so go hand in hand. Yeah, amazing. Do you do dabble into that as well? Wine and beer making? No, I, a, no, you sticking the, with the yeah? Okay. And uh, I we also through Berry Good Food Foundation will teach different uh, uh, food preservation yeah. classes. Some people call them the granny skills or whatever. But that these are things that also too that you know are um, are getting people we're getting two and three generations removed. I know. That's from, so sad. Yeah. And right? that's actually how I first met um, Danielle was she mm-hmm. came to our tomato um, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, preservation class. Vegan Danielle yeah. came to and tomatoes. As, yes. I, as I remember, her fiancé like, uh, came in like uh, kicking, screaming. Like he didn't. He didn't want to. I think football was on or something or something. He's like no. He was like no. But he. I will tell you. Um, and as I showed the example of the class, he did something completely off the charts. He did center slices and he did his tomatoes and onions and garlic, and he created this beautiful stack inside the jar. And it was really oh, cool. He, I was like, wow, this guy is. You know, he he found his his uh, happy place. This is a really good thing. And I believe he had a good time. So uh, we'll have to do that again. But so so he's picked up this grand skill and modernized it to today. Yeah, he, right? but just his, you know, he yeah. did it very, in a very artistic, creative way. So.
so it was kind of fun no. uh, to see that. But That uh, is super cool. Are you yeah. finding more men and women going into this preservation and the making and the, I, like... I think there's a yeah. lot of people that are really interested. A lot more people are... Uh, I, the whole local food movement mm -hmm. and just, like, uh, the last five years, let alone the ten years, has yeah. just... I mean, there's Crazy. so much progress being mm -hmm. made. Um, and people, everyone, is just doing an amazing job yeah. uh, on there. Um, there's always room for more growth, but it's just... Uh, there's a lot of interest, and um, the great thing is there's a lot of knowledge, and people have access to like yeah. where to find these things, and mm -hmm. that's the great thing. And then it's just giving them the confidence with the hands-on yeah. or showing them. Um, but it's like also teaching them you can't uh, do that cold pack, that um, French method of uh, jarring tomatoes. Mm -hmm. you, can't just go to the, any grocery store and buy, you know, tomatoes from wherever they came from. You need to either grow them or they have to come from a farmer's market or a place like yeah. Specialty where you can, like, smell the summer because that's yes. what you're putting in the jar to preserve it. Yeah. Um, and, that's a, and that's a really important thing to teach people when you're making these things. Like, you're just not going to go get any a commodity, tomato, any, anything, yeah. and put it, whether it's pickling or any fermentation or something, mm -hmm. you really want to start with the best of the first ingredient. Yeah. 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 And isn't that with the vegetables and not to go at all, just like the milk, you can smell it, you can taste it. It's going to be good if it starts with good milk. You smell a vegetable or a fruit, you know if that's like, right. I mean, if there's no smell, which typically there's no smell, right. then how can that be good? Even put into the jar. Why even bother? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so good. Um, one last thing too. The I forgot the yogurt. Tell us the difference on the between – what makes the difference between the cheese and the yogurt? It's, uh, it's, a, it's a method of um, – how you're doing it. And this is a thermophilic because it's cooked okay. at a higher temperature. Okay. So we actually bring um, – we want to um, – the casein in there, we want to actually stretch it. So we'll bring it up to a temperature of about 180, okay. which will so help hotter. to thicken it um, and, and get it longer. And then we'll bring that back down to about 112. And then um, there's a – you can buy a yogurt maker and all this stuff, but it's Yeah, but not, you don't need to, right? No. Um, it's I, – I, what I basically do is use about a 40-quart ice chest – um, and after I've set the culture and have it already, I'll put um, 120 degree temperature water in the ice chest, mm -hmm. um, the same level mm -hmm. as the milk in there, okay. and set it in there. Cl um, I have a lid on it. Close the lid on the ice chest. It sets for um, about 18 hours, and you this is this has not been hung. There's no salt added to it. Nothing. Nothing. It's this just milk and culture. That's it. And it just been setting. You didn't have to go through anything fancier than that. I mean, a little time. A, a little time. Um, and then once you start yogurt and you get good at it, you can then just keep taking your culture from um, yogurt to yogurt to yogurt. Is you that like sourdough, like a person does with their sourdough? Exactly. That's so sweet and good. There's nothing else in there. There's not even any salt to brighten it up. It is just pure and simple. So I can't even describe that. And the sheep. I, uh, the combination, yeah. yeah. That's yogurt. Yeah, real yogurt. Because I don't know, I get really angry looking at yogurt. If you look at the labels, how much sugar is in this healthy food of yogurt? Well, oh my, they, it's shocking to me. So this tastes sweet, though. I mean, it's very, it's sweet to me. And tart. The fat is there. And that um, the culture that I originally started with gives it that nice sour. Um, and oh. if we were to drain it or hang it, so yeah. more whey would come release out of it. It will get thicker and thicker, mm -hmm. and it'll get it'll have a higher sour um, to it 
has there. Yeah, that's just phenomenal. Now that would make me eat yogurt more. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a great way to uh, yeah. to enjoy that. So um, it's a I have a friend that's uh, a farmer as well, Sandra from Bwise, and that's she'll that uh, with her strawberries, just phenomenal. Yeah. All good stuff. And the bread again, tell us where the, who bakes um, that because Christi- that is fabulous. Christina Ng um, mm-hmm. has been working with Very Good Food Foundation um, for several years now. Uh, we acquired a stone mill. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know if it was last year or two years ago. And so she actually like sources the whole grains through the California um, Grain Coalition and some from like Hayden Farms in Arizona, which are heirloom. We get like this purple rye from them. Oh, nice. We get and, crackers from them. They're very good too yeah, with yeah. a different so – Yeah, really um, – she's really put a lot of time – um, Christine is not only like this really brilliant chef, mm. but she has a degree in food science from UC Davis. Um, and art. That's yeah. beautiful. I, I mean, <laughs> she, just a- and I think she, her first loaf of bread turned out like that maybe too or something. I don't know. She's just. <laughs> That's a talent. She's I don't so have. talented. And yeah. um, she has such an amazing like stewardship also too for like all living things in the earth. So there's just, you know, it's just woven into to yeah. that. She just recently came back from Italy and toured all the, you know, grain fields of Tuscany. Mm. And um, what, she had showed me this picture. I think the um, one stone mill was, you know, uh, uh, you know, I think it was like um, seven AD, or I mean, just yeah. like uh, amazing, you know, stuff. How 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 functional things still are today that were made a thousand years ago. Years exactly. Ago. Um, so you can't. Um, some things don't need to be changed. Exa- you know, ex- some things are perfect we, as they were. Right. Or put in a box. Ra- <laughs> or put in a box. Or, or wrapped, wrapped in plastic. plastic or yeah, preserved with some weird preservative. Yeah, right. this is so. Yeah, doesn't need <gasps> a lot of salt, sugar. Yeah. Uh, you know, corn, something so or, real. Yeah, yeah. And and grains can be grain. All not all flour and grain are bad. Um, yeah. It, what is this with the 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 fear of flour? Uh, well, Where I did this come from? When it's when you're buying a processed bread that hasn't been naturally fermented, um, you're going to run into like all sorts of okay. You know, I think your body doesn't. You know, when you have something like that, your body doesn't recognize whether it's a Snickers bar or a piece of Wonder Bread. That's it's kind sad. Of, yeah. yeah. I mean. It's too good to be true. I just so the, the, she'll be teaching that bread class <laughs> this after is great. the cheese class same day. Yeah, because we're going to do yeah, as Jack said, a series, and we're going to get this on the Studio Kitchens. It's the new Studio Kitchen SP, I think, um, website uh, yeah. for specialty produces. New Studio Kitchen, which I've been to two events in this venue. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's a beautiful. Um, uh, it's a there's yeah, nothing like it. Uh, it's yeah, such about education, and that's another thing. That collaboration you're talking about, community, Jack. You. Being here, sharing this with us, bringing our goats to Specialty, who shares with everybody, collaborates with the fish people, the Catalinas of the world, the Venissimos of the world, the bread of the world. I mean, and everyone's pulling together to show that, hey, here in San Diego, we've got some really amazing foods. Uh, it's it's an should, amazing yeah. community. <laughs> right. Uh, and we're all learning from each other yeah. all the time and mm-hmm. sharing. And I think that's the beautiful thing. And it's Roger growing. has – Roger, the owner of Specialty, has just yeah. – he's such a great role model. He has amazing energy. Um, so any, it's easy to catch some of that mm-hmm. and, like, work with it as well. And he's just uh, unbelievably generous. Yeah, on top of unbelievably that. generous. Yeah, respectful, everything. It's yeah. it's just really great. It's so fun to be part of that business. So we hope everyone can check out. Um, it'll be on the calendar, and I think we've got it on the screen for Specialty Produce um, in April. April 22nd is the date of the first one. Like you said, we'll have cheese, cheese making. Of course, we're going to eat a lot of cheese. Jack's going to show the secrets of doing this at home. Uh, I'm going to share some of the stories and some 
other cheeses. We might do some side-by-sides, and you can say, hey, this one's this old, this one's this old, this one's from France, this one's from here, which is which. Maybe we'll do some blind stuff, yeah, too. Wouldn't I that think, be fun? Yeah, no. They're really, it's a really, we have lots of great conversations. And yeah, there's a, a discussion. A, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's definitely uh, worth showing up for. And they're super... Um, uh, Affordable. They're 25 yeah. bucks. That's so perfect. Where could you get all this real good stuff and education for $25 on a Sunday? And Sunday all the proceeds nice. go yeah. to Very Good Food Foundation yeah. to continue education. Yeah, check them out as well, you guys. It's a great local um, resource. And um, we're going to say thanks to Vinny, who's seriously hungry. Give, it, give, give some more milk. Seriously, she's a, she's a hollow leg hungry. when it comes to I'm, neck. Yeah, and I'm hungry for all the rest of this. I might just sit here and chow down on here. But thank you all for tuning in. Yeah. Hope to see you at Specialty Produce Kitchen. And thanks from Vinicimo, noon on Tuesday. Thanks, Jack, thanks. for coming down. My pleasure. And um, see you again soon. Great. Thanks all right, for cheers. Ciao, cheers. everybody. Hi, fellow cheese lovers. Cheese Whiz Gina here, and I invite you to subscribe to our Noon on Tuesday podcast to hear all about cheese all the time. You can listen on iTunes or SoundCloud or subscribe via FeedBurner under Noon on Tuesday. You can also watch us live every week on Facebook at Benissimo Cheese at, you guessed it, noon every Tuesday Pacific time. We're fun, we're cheesy, so tune in and tell your friends to tune in too. Ciao.